You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real pain. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to stream. You can also visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more info about PCLB and visit our event tab to see what's going on this month. Lastly, like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at PC Las Vegas. Thank you again and enjoy the message. Hey, come on, give the Lord a hand clap in. I want to turn to somebody who says, good to see you tonight. See you tonight. God bless you guys. Graham? Amen. Amen. Just one person. Just one. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, today is adoration night. Amen. And so there's times that we have adoration. Sometimes we have a night of worship, a prayer, certain things. And, and tonight, amen, is, it is adoration. But I want to minister the word of God uh, tonight, amen, that every third Wednesday, somebody say third Wednesday, Come on, it's adoration night. It's, night. it's, a, it's a, every third Wednesday we fast, we pray, and we worship as a church. And hopefully you did your part as far as the fasting part is. You know, prayer is powerful, but how many know that prayer and fasting is even more powerful? Can somebody say amen? Come on. This is not something that we do religiously. Uh, we don't do this with no purpose. Uh, but it's for change. This is for change. Somebody needs some answer prayers in this place. Come on, come on. These are for breakthroughs, amen. This is to, for God to expose the things that are within our lives that we can separate from them and things that are within our lives, amen, that we, we can get rid of to get closer to God. This is why we fast. Can somebody say amen? You know, there's a purpose behind this. This is not, well, pastors will fast or Oh, we just got to do this. So, no, 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 this is something that has purpose. When you're, you're aiming for something. God, I need an answer to prayer. God, I, I need a, a breakthrough in my life. God, I, I need the, you to expose things within my life. That's why David, who was a great man of God, that uh, David, that, 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 that the Bible says it was a man after God's own heart. Amen. David asked and asked, God, if there's anything within me, show me. Expose that, that I can... Get rid of it, that I can notice it, that you can put me on the path of everlasting. See, if things are not going as planned, if you are still struggling in some area in your life, or, or maybe you haven't got that breakthrough that you've been praying for, amen, maybe part of it is because you're not fasting. Come on, somebody. Or maybe not fasting right. How many of you know that you can fast wrong? Come on, if you're fasting with an attitude, say, man, I'm just suffering, I'm not going to eat for till whatever time the fast breaks, amen. How many know that you're not fasting right? Come on, there, there, there has to be a purpose behind it, amen. You can't just not, just, you know what, just do it and you're not praying through your fast. Or, or you're, there's no idea, there's no purpose there. So some of us, some of us we just fast and say, what, what are you doing? I'm, I can't eat. You're just mad. You're mad at the world, amen. And, you know, every time I fast, amen, they're bringing free food into my job. I said, devil, you're a liar, amen, hallelujah. And so, but my thing is I have a purpose. 
I have a plan. I have, I have something that I do that, God, I, I'm fasting today for myself or I'm fasting because of the church is fasting because there's a goal and there's a purpose, you know. As a church, we want to come together not only for your own breakthroughs, for God to do something in our church, in our community, amen, in our city, amen. And you know what? We're fasting because we want healing in Las Vegas, amen. There's families still affected. What took place in October 1st, amen. There's things that took place, amen, in Mexico. There's things that took place in Puerto Rico. There's things that we fast for, not only for ourselves, church, but for the world. I want you to turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 3, and go down to verse 11. Now, I want to minister about what we're doing and why we do what we do on a Wednesday, every third Wednesday of the month. Amen. Matthew chapter 3, verse 11 through 12. And I'm reading out the New Living Translation. It says this. I will baptize you with water, those who repent for their sins and turn to God. But someone is coming soon who is greater. Somebody say greater. Who is greater than I am, so much greater than I'm not even worthy to be his slave. Or, candle, or, or carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Somebody say fire. Come on. He is ready to separate the shaft from the wheat and with his, with his winnowing fork. And he will clean up the threshing area, gathering the wheat into the barn, but burning the chaff with a never-ending fire. Amen. Today, I, I want to minister a message real briefly on removing the shaft. Removing the shaft, amen. God is getting ready, church, to separate. God is getting ready to separate. You know, we, I, I minister a message that he stops the rain. And he stops the rain in order to draw us closer to himself, amen. He brings the fire. To come on, that, that way he can burn those things that are within our lives, amen. But God is getting ready to separate. And he's using a winnium fork, amen, if you know what a, 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 I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, a, a, a winnowing fork, winnowing, it sounds good, amen. Does it sound biblical, amen. <laughs> as long as it sounds biblical and good to you, amen. But a, a, a winnow, winnowing fork, amen, it's like a pitchfork. That, that's what it is, amen. And what it is, this fork is used, amen, to, to, to grab the wheat and the shaft. And what it is, it's thrown up in the air. And, and the wind blows away the shaft. Amen. The grain is what's useful. That's what falls to the ground. But the shaft is separated and the shaft is worthless. And because it's worthless, the, the Bible says the shaft will be burned. Amen. The threshing in the Bible, the threshing times were harvest times. Where the grain was removed from the hus, The false grain from the wheat. Threshing floor was the place where this activity took place. A threshing floor was real flat, and it was hardened by passing oxen over this husk, and it would separate the grain from the husk. So after the threshing process, the stalks and the grain were tossed up in the air with a winnowing fork, and the wind might blow away the unwanted shaft away. So the, the threshing floor back in the Bible days where, where it was a very important place. Can somebody say amen? Now, threshing times, you got to understand what, where I'm going at here today, church. I, I brought this example to tell you what, what, what it's all about on the threshing floor. 
Threshing times has two meanings. First, it's a place of blessing. How many like blessing? Come on. Come on. This is a place of blessing. Like I said before, it was a place where the grain, come on, of the harvest was taken from its tusks. So this was, this was a, a, a time of gathering the harvest. They would gather the wheat. They would gather this thing. What they're actually doing is gra- gathering the blessing. You know, gathering their harvest, amen. And so it says right here in Numbers chapter 18, verse 30, the New King James says it like this. Therefore you shall say to them what you have lifted up, the best of it, the rest shall, uh, shall be accounted to the Levites as produce or, 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 or increase of the threshing floor. So uh, the threshing time or threshing floor, amen, when they did the separation was to produce, amen. It was a time of increase, right? How many like increase? Come on, how many like an increase on your job? Come on, right? It's a blessing when you have an increase. Joel, uh, Joel chapter 2 verse 24 says this, the threshing floor shall be full of wheat. Now, I, I really want you to grab a point, guys, of what I'm talking about today, about the threshing times or the threshing floor. It, it produces fullness. Threshing times were, where it would bring an amp supply to your needs. It would take care of what was lacking, that you would be what? Complete. I mean, that's what our, our banner's all about, right? Come on, that, that we will be complete in Christ. How many want to be complete? Come on, so the, the time of threshing, the time of harvest was a time where if you were lacking in every, any area in your life during this harvest, harvest time, the threshing time, this is where the blessing will come. Uh, this is where you will receive that blessing. This is where you'll start to receive the fullness of God, amen, in your life, amen, that you will not be lacking, that everyone will be complete. Everyone waits for the harvest. See, a harvest is, is that you got to gather that. Once you, once you start to do that, there's a separation, uh, like I said, from the wheat, from, from the chaff, amen. See, God wants to bring blessing. Come on, somebody say, I receive it. Come on. I, God wants to bring blessing upon our lives, amen. When he saved us, amen, there are seasons that we go through, dry seasons, as I ministered on Sunday, but there's are times where God wants to bless us. Somebody say, bless me. Come on. You know, God wants to bring a blessing upon our lives. Uh, this is a time of threshing for God's people. He wants to bring increase. He wants to bring his fullness in our lives. Somebody say yes. Come on. He wants you to gather your harvest. When you gather, that means you have to work. Come on. We have to work for our harvest. Amen. Right now, what we're doing as a church, we've been plowing for 16 years. You know, God says to put your hand to the plow and don't look back. See, once you get busy with God, you just got to do God's business. Come on, we got no time to look back to the world. We don't have no time to look back to what our friends are doing back there, the parties that are back there. Our thing is, you know what, I made a decision. I, 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 I gave my life to Jesus Christ, amen. And so you put your hands to the plow and now we start to plant. We start to harvest, amen. We start to Start to plow the ground, amen. But then God brings harvest during the times. There's a flow of new people that start to come into the church. Sometimes the harvest is your family, a friend, amen, a co-worker, amen, that, that you minister the gospel to and you've been plowing now maybe for a year. And then finally you see the harvest. Someone gets saved. Come on, somebody say amen. 
That, that's a great time, you know, uh, harvest, especially when you've been praying for someone. And we've been praying and we've been fasting uh, that our family gets saved or the backslider come home. Uh, you know, we, 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 we plow, we, we harvest, but then there's time to gather that harvest. Say, so God, we're going to go out there and, and bring in the people that we've been ministering to. God wants to gather. He wants you to gather your harvest. He wants to take care of what's lacking in your life. How many are lacking in this place? How many can need a little bit more? Come on. See, God wants to not make sure that you're not lacking in anything. That in God, that you'll have ample supply of what you need. That in God, you can trust him. And when you don't even, uh, uh, when you don't even have everything that you want, at least you'll have everything that you need. Can, can somebody say amen? You know, God wants to make sure that you're, you are not lacking in anything, that you be complete. I don't know about you, but I want to be complete. Come on, it's not, it's not, it's not, it don't feel good to be incomplete. It don't feel good when you're lacking in a certain area or you're falling short in this area. See, God during this time of threshing, and this is what we do in fasting, is, is that we're, we're, we're going to the threshing floor. And God, God, take care of our needs. We're praying. We're lifting up petitions before God and say, God, I, I'm lacking in this area, God. I, God, I want to be complete. That's why people come to church, because they're incomplete. Hello. Come on. That, that's why we came to the house of God, that, because something was lacking in our lives. Something uh, was missing in our lives, amen. And say, God, I'm in a dry season. Uh, God, I'm going through something. Uh, there's something to life more than what's happening in my life. God, I'm lacking, God. And we find out it's you that we need. And God comes, and, and he wants to take care of what's lacking inside of us. So... A threshing time is a, is a good time. It's a time of blessing, time of fullness, a, a time of receiving your harvest. But also you got to understand today that secondly, that's the first thing, secondly is a picture of judgment. Nobody wants to hear this part. <laughs> You're like checking out, I'm checking out in my mind. I, I'll receive the blessing, but don't talk about judgment right now. But we see in our text where Jesus is cleaning up the threshing floor. He's gathering the wheat, but he's burning up the shaft. See, in times of threshing, wheat is separated from the shaft. It is beaten, it is crushed in order to make separation. This is a picture of judgment, church. Micah chapter 4 verse 12 says this, but they do not know the thoughts of the Lord, nor do they understand his counsel, for he will gather them like sheaves through a threshing floor. The NIV or the New Living Translation says this, he is gathering them to be beaten and trampled. Hallelujah. Here you got to understand in this part of scripture, amen, the people of Israel are returning from exile. Amen. And God was showing them their future and how God was going to restore kingship back to Jerusalem. But there was other nations that were around them that were gathering up against Jerusalem who do not know, who do not understand the thoughts of God. So God says, I am going to beat them. I am going to beat them like sleeves of grain on the threshing floor. And I'm, so I'm going to separate the shaft or those things that are worthless 
That, you know what? He says, nothing's going to come. I'm going I'm I'm to separate them. So, see, God today, church, wants to move, remove the shaft within our lives. Come on, somebody. See, will, willing is, all, is, like I said, is, is, is used as a picture of God's judgment. See, unrepented people will be judged and removed. It's kind of harsh, ain't it? But see, if, if you're useless, God will remove you. See, there's a lot of people that play church, but they won't last long. Why? Because God removed them. See, so, so he brings this fork and he says, okay, who's the good, who's the bad, throws them up. You fall here, you stay, you blow away, you're gone. And so God is coming to a place that and when we go through the season that we're going through, see, God is always taking care of his church. God will always protect his church. God will make sure that there is no division, that there is no strife in the church. Come on, we have seen the church go through battles, amen. And so God is a God that says, that says you know what, that's my bride. That, you know, I, that nothing's going to affect my bride. So he brings the overseers, like my wife and I as pastors to oversee that, you know what, we're the shepherds here, the under-shepherds. That, you know what, we're here to make sure that no one's going to mess up what's flowing here. And so here we work with people, but at the same time, God will remove those people that are not for us. Because if they're not for you guys... They're against you. And so the thing is, you know what? If they're for us, they're for us. If they're not, God, you, you remove them. Hopefully that through the course of them coming, that they get it. And God, God wins them over and they repent of their sins. But it says right here, unrepentant people will be judged and removed because they are worthless in doing God's work. But if those who repent and believe will be saved and be used by God. See, when God reviews or reveals the future, you ever, you ever ask God, show me what's coming up? You ever ask God to show you your future, where your kids will be at? Uh, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a visionary. So God, God I want to see what's ahead. God, show me what's coming. Tell me what, if we, what, what, what's happening here. If I, if I trust you, what, what, what's the future look like? And so God reviews some of his plans. I'm going to start to do this, and I'm going to start to move in your family. Your family's going to start to get saved, and, uh, and things are going to start to happen. There's, there's times when men of God or women of God come into this place, and they speak a word over you. That, that's speaking future. He's speaking what God's going to do inside your life. And when God is telling us to go out, you know, I ministered about he stops the rain. But you got to go, go out there and look, amen, because there's a cloud coming. There's a harvest coming for you, amen. And so you got to go out and look for the rain, amen. You have to contend for your harvest. I mean, you can't just give up. We got to continue pressing on. We got to continue doing what we need to do for for our families, for our marriages, for our homes, uh, for the unsaved family members of our lives. We do not stop praying. Can somebody say amen? We continue to pray, pray, pray. Push, 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 amen. As, as, a, as I said, amen, you pray until something happens. We, we continue to pray. And this is what we need to do. we got to contend for the harvest. You have to understand that his purpose goes beyond satisfying your curiosity or just knowing. God wants us to change our present behavior. He wants to remove the shaft from our lives. The Lord wants to widow us, church. Come on, because 
of what we know and what he has shown us about our future. You know, he shows us things, and we see the victory that's in front of us, guys. And we got to understand, you know what? He doesn't just want to satisfy your curiosity over the things that you know, but he wants us to change our lives, amen, because you know what? I know that God has a destiny for me. I know that God has a plan for my life. I, I know that he has it for my children, uh, for my grandchildren, amen, uh, for, my, for my, my daughter, my sons, amen. Uh, I know that he has something for my family. I know that he has something in this city, amen, uh, and so I continue to press on, amen, because I know that as a future. We have to understand that we have to remove, God wants to change who we are right here. I wonder, church, that if we can see in the spiritual, if God would whittle us right now, each one of us, and throw us up and see who would stay and who would go, I wonder what would happen. I mean, we have to really look in our lives, amen. You know, we, we, we can't just say, I got a guaranteed ticket to heaven. But God says to work out your, fear, your, your salvation in what? In fear and trembling. Any of them, one of us is capable of losing it. Anyone can fall short and backslide and boom, lose everything. I'm a backslider, church. So I'm here to let you know you can lose your destiny. But God's so merciful and gracious that he allows us to come back as we get right if we repent. See, if we remain unrepentant, then God will remove us. But if we repent and believe, then he'll use us. And so we have to come to a place in our lives that during this time of threshing, God wants to see what's in our lives. You know, during fasting time, you should really check your hearts and say, God, uh, you know, not only am I contending for the harvest, not only am I contending for the blessings of God, amen, but God, what's inside of me that's maybe lacking? What's inside of me that, that's stopping me from preventing me from getting the fullness of the harvest? You know, I don't know about you, but I don't want just part of a harvest. I don't want a quarter of a harvest. And some of you guys may be happy with that, amen. But you know what? I want the full thing. Come on, I don't want a piece of enchilada. I want the whole enchilada, amen. Hallelujah. Come on, come on. Don't, don't give me a quarter enchilada. What's that? A spoon of rice and beans? There's your plate. No, no, I want a full plate. I, I want the fullness of what God has for me. Are, are you understanding? Amen. You know, so we got to understand today that, you know what, God's right now during this time, you know, it's a threshing time for us. That, you know, I, I didn't just think about this. You know what, every third Wednesday we're going to fast as a church. You know what, how this all came about? When we were at that old building, sharing that building on 14th Street and said, God, I told God, you know what, I want my own place now. We've been sharing a building. We had our own place. We thought we'd go to another building. It was a season. I understand the seasons that God did, amen, through that. And, and, and I, I don't take none of that back, amen. It was a great season on that 14th Street because he was working on our church, amen. But it came to a point in time, said, God, I want a, I want a building. I want a church, amen. And, and, of course, we needed money, amen. We needed this to, to move out, amen, to plan to move. Everything, everything costs money, amen. Hallelujah. And so it's all, I said, God, you got to give me a strategy. He says, I want you to fast. I want you to start to serve. I want you to get on the threshing floor. Now, I need to, I need to separate, uh, separate the shaft from the weed. I need, I need to do something inside your life. And so he challenged me first, you fast. I fasted on my own for eight months by myself, every Wednesday. 
And I've been doing that for the next, the last five years. I fast every Wednesday. I'm not doing it to, to, to brag anything. This is something that I do for you guys. This is what I do for me, amen. God has challenged me, and, he, and, and it worked, amen, so I'm not going to stop this. I mean, I, 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 you know, the free food can keep on coming, amen. Praise the Lord, amen. It'll bring other free food, amen, on Wednesdays. I don't know why it comes on Wednesdays, though. The devil's a liar, man. <laughs> but, you know, he's trying to break me, but he hasn't broke me for five years. Amen. I, I keep dedicating myself. I keep putting myself on the threshing floor. I want the harvest uh, for this church. I, I want the harvest for your lives. Amen. I, I want the harvest for this, this city. Amen. God promised me uh, that revival was going to hit our city. Amen. That this was going to be on the news. That God was going to do a tremendous movement. That, that there was going to be a great outpouring in Las Vegas. Uh, church is coming. Uh, it's on its way. Do you see it? Uh, that's what I mean. You got to see the future. And so, but we got to contend for that. We have to work for it. And so five plus years ago, God tells me, I want you to fast. So I said, okay. So, so I fasted and prayed and was on the threshing floor, contending for the blessing and asking God to remove the stuff within our church that we can move on to the blessings that you want to give us. And then it came time to say, okay, tell the church to fast now. Because he told you guys only do it once a month, amen. I was like, what's up with that? That's a wrong deal, amen. Me every day, every Wednesday, and then once a month. But I said, okay. So we started adoration night. And that's when I, that's when I announced to the church, we're going to move. We need money. We need this, we need pledges, we need, we need to pray, we need to do all this. So I came with a strategy. So during those times of eight months of me fasting, God started giving me a strategy. And so we, we, we started to do the, the, for eight months, well, actually I did it for four months before I announced it to the church. Eight months we're doing it as a church, amen. Every third Wednesday month we fasted, but we're praying specifically. We pray for the money to be here. We pray for God's favor. We pray for the right location. We pray for the people that are waiting. We pray for you guys. Before you even got here, we're, always, we're praying for you, man. They're going to be there. They're going to be here. They're going to be here. They're going to be here. You know, we already start praying for people. You're going to bring people to this church. And we pray specifically asking God, this is what we want. We went through the threshing floor. And God, we, we're contended for the blessing. God, we want the blessings of God. In eight months, church, he answered our prayers. Eight months he gives us this building. Eight months he gives us favor. Eight months, amen, we got all the money that paid for everything in full. I mean, money was raised like that out of here, out of you guys. God used you guys. And God said, pray for this, pray for that. And everything that we have asked for, we got. I prayed for the, the, the square footage. I said, I want 4,000 square foot building. We'll start there. This is what we got. I want my own office. I haven't had an office for 16 years or at that time 12 years. I said, I need an office. Lord, can you just give me my own office? I got my own office. We got our own cafe. And God started giving me vision for, the, for our church. And it hasn't stopped there yet, church. The vision continues to grow. But it's just because we continue to fast. And that's why it's so important for us to understand that the, the times that what the Lord's doing for us is to, to, to seek him. 
that these times on the third Wednesday should be something of important value for you. That I want to participate in that. I want, I want to be part of the blessing. I want to gather the harvest. But at the same time, you got to understand, he's going to do that too. But we got to understand, we got to be honest within ourselves. That, man, there's things that need to be removed in my life. Because we're not going to receive the full blessings of God if we're still acting this way. Or we still got this in our lives. We're still dealing with this in our lives. Come on, these things that, you know what, Jesus died on the cross for already. Come on, he, when he said it, it's finished, church. We, we got to surrender. We got to follow the word of God. We got to follow the truth of God. Amen. If you want the blessings of God. You know, we want to take the shortcut. Right? We don't, we, you know what? We want to go from the, from, we just want to go from, from here. We want to bypass the fire and go back to the rain. We just want, we don't want to go through the fire. We don't want to go through the removing of the shaft. We don't want to go through the dealing of the things that are inside our lives or the judgment that God is bringing upon us. See, God is willing us right now. He's going to widow us, amen, and remove those things, amen, church. Our forever with him has to begin now. Come on, this is our forever, amen. Now, not that we're going to live forever one day. We need to start planning like I'm living forever right now with him. Our forever has to begin now. You have to have a purpose in your mind. You know what? I'm serving God and that's it. I'm sold out to Christ, amen. I'm not thinking about backsliding. I'm not thinking about doing this or doing that anymore. My thing is, you know what? I want to be better. I want to grow better. I want to grow stronger. I want to grow closer to God. I want to know him. I want to love him more for I can love others, God. I want to know you. And that's what our future needs to start to look at, God. My forever begins now, amen, a, a glimpse of his plan for us uh, as followers, amen, should motivate us to serve him better. Come on, when he gives you a glimpse of what he's going to do in your life, what, what he, how he's going to restore your marriage or whatever he's doing in your life, amen, uh, that should motivate us to say, you know what, I want to serve God to the best I can, to some of my abilities. I don't want to serve God halfway. Come on, but give him my whole life. God wants your whole life. You give him your whole life and watch what he does with your life. But if you're going to just serve him part, you only get part-time benefits. Hallelujah. And sometimes that's no benefit at all because, come on, come on, part-time don't get no benefits. <laughs> you get no, no insurance, no nothing. You got to be full-time to get the health insurance. You, you got to be full-time, church. Come on, we want to be part-time Christians and get the full benefits. You don't want to work. You don't want to do the, your part, amen. And so that's all. You're not going to receive nothing. And if you don't get right, guess what? There they go. Shaft, amen. See, God doesn't want anyone to perish. You know what his delay is? He says, I delay because I don't come back. I mean, no, the Lord is so like wanting to come back to the world right now and pick up his church. Man, the people are suffering. People are dying, amen. Come on, there was a shooting in California of this man that shot four people, kills his wife, buries her underneath a, a footboard in their house. I mean, what is that? Come on, every day uh, something's happening. Someone's dying. Something's happening in New York. Something's happening in Texas. Something happened here, amen. It seems like, man, it's not going to stop. And now we're so numb to it. Oh, another person died. Oh, no big deal. Ten, you know, ten people died. You know, what, we're so numb and the enemy's getting us numb. Instead of concern. 
And they said, you know, God says, you know what, uh, man, I'm going to come, man. He said, man, I just want to pick up my church. But you know what stops him? Your family's not saved yet. Come on, the person that you're praying for is not saved yet. He says, my delay is uh, I don't want no one to perish. See, he's a, he's a merciful God, a gracious God, that he don't want anyone to go to hell. He even said it in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he sent his son to die for you that no one will perish. But for everyone to have everlasting life, in verse 17 says, I didn't come to condemn the world, but to save the world. God loves you, amen, and he's concerned for you. Come on, he's waiting for that last co-worker to get saved. He's waiting for that last family member to get saved. Till he finally says, you know what, enough, enough, I got to go pick up my church. But he puts us on that threshing floor. Not only for the blessings, but to beat the shaft out of you. <laughs> the shaft, amen. Don't put another word in there, amen. He wants to beat the shaft out of you. That should have been the title of my message. <laughs> beat the shaft out of you. <laughs> but that's what he does. Not because he's, he's a mean God. He's a merciful God. He's a good God. Say, man, I didn't even know that was in my life. Come on, there's, there's, some, there's some seasons in our life, and we can be honest, amen, that maybe we didn't deal with it for, for a while, amen, or it hasn't happened or it hasn't, hasn't manifested in our, in our life, amen, and all of a sudden an episode happens, and all of a sudden, bam, it's there. That anger, that rage, amen, that, that jealousy, uh, come on, uh, uh, that, that, that lustful thought and things like that. You thought you had it under control, but it's still there. That's God beating the shaft out of you. He's exposed. He's saying, son, this is in your life. Daughter, this is in your life. This is in your life. You know what? You, you, you need to get rid of this if you want the harvest. See, we all want the blessings of God, but we don't want to work for it. We can't be part-time Christians when there's a full-time devil out there. Come on, there's a full-time devil coming right after you. Come on. He doesn't take a break. He doesn't come after you half-heartedly. He's coming with full attentions to kill, steal, and destroy, church. Come on. Now. We have to be full-time Christians in order to handle a full-time devil, church. Otherwise, you're not going to last. You're not going to last. And when you see people that have so much potential, you see people that have the destiny of God and the purpose of God in their lives, throw it away. That saddens me as a pastor. I know it saddens our father. Like, man, they, they had it. Man, and sometimes, man, we're plowing for years, serving God for years, amen. And because we didn't go through the threshing floor, we didn't go through a, a fasting time in our lives, amen. We're serving God and everything's good, amen. We're pushing. And then the episode hits our life, amen, and we're gone just like that. We're gone just like that. Years of serving God in one episode takes you out that if you would have been on the threshing floor, God could have helped you through those times of plowing and harvesting and gathering. But the enemy comes and takes us out. See, these adoration nights are not just something to say it's real cool. What do you guys do? Adoration. Whoa, that sounds really holy. Amen. 
No, we want to be holy. God says, be holy for I am holy. We've got to seek for righteousness. It's not just good enough just coming to church, guys. We've got to be the church. Come on. You come to church, you're not the church. You're the church. You've got to be the church wherever you go. That's where the church needs to rise up and be who they need to be. No matter what the world's doing, no matter what's happening in the world, church, what God is doing in our life and what he's showing us for our future should motivate us to keep going. Even the testimonies from this place should motivate you. Come on. Come on. If you had an unsaved husband for years, you're looking at one. This should motivate you that your husband can get saved. Come on. Come on. Lost and bound for 10 years, look what God did. Don't give up. You keep fighting. Contend for your harvest. Keep fighting for, your, for your, what, what God has for you. Sometimes the plowing and the working is just hard, and you sometimes don't see any end results, amen. But you got to keep on doing what you need to do because eventually you're going to stand there before God. So you got to fight your own salvation. you got to work out your own salvation. God will give you a harvest, but don't, 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 don't lose your, your very own harvest for someone that, for a prayer that's not being answered. People have to make their choice. God has given us free will, meaning you choose what you want. He doesn't twist our arm to serve him, though he can do that, but he doesn't. I serve God because of what he's done on my cross. I serve God how we, because he died for me. I serve God because of what he's done in my life. I love God. The devil takes, God gives. I'm going to go on the giving side, Amen. I'm tired of all the taking and everything that's been ripped off in my life and things that I've lost that I cannot get back. But God has so much in my future. And so God's a God of restoration. God is a God of what he says, what the, what the locusts have stolen, God will give it back to you. God has given us abundance as long as you hold on and fight. Fight for your harvest. Come on, you're a single person here. Fight for your harvest. Hallelujah. Pray for that man of God. Pray for that woman of God. Amen. Don't just pray for a good-looking man, a good-looking woman. Amen. Come on. Pray for a man of God. That, that should be attractive enough. Come on. When my wife sees me praying, woo, woo, watch out. She gets all excited for me. Amen. Hallelujah. Praying man, that's what she wants. She happens to have both of us, you know, good-looking and praying, you know. No. <laughs> I'm just praying. <laughs> double blessings. There's a double portion. Let me tell you, when you serve God and live for God, you become the most attractive person on earth. People are attracted to godliness. It attracts the, it attracts the, the sinner. It attracts everything because there's something about the holiness of God. There's, there's something there that they find that's true, that's not conniving, that's not jiving like the world does. It, it's something that, that, that gets attention. You live right, you serve God right, you don't even have to say you're a Christian. You know, automatically they'll know. It just draws into them. There's something different about this guy. You know, there's something about, different about her. They're attracted to that because they want, they want that. That's, that's, all of us want something like that. All of us want a good life. All of us want a blessing. All of us want to handle life a little better. Can somebody say amen? I'm going to close tonight. Church, this is why I believe that, I believe as we gather for worship, as we set this third Wednesday 
of every month for fasting. I, I believe it's a time for threshing. I really, I really want you guys to understand, man, God, let every Wednesday for me be a time of threshing. Help me to be on that threshing floor and help, help, help me to remove, not only to get the blessings, because sometimes it's, you'll come on that Wednesday and God's going to bless you. And there's going to be times that he's going to remove the shaft. Both things, church, are good. How about you? But I, I want to know if I'm doing something wrong. You know? I like when my wife points out things in my life and says, you know, not, not to put me down or, or to say anything. She's doing it because she, she's concerned about me. She loves me. Just like you telling your kids or teaching your kids, you do that to them because you love them. Not that you just come to punish them. No, no. Man, I love you too much. Let me, talk, let me tell you where you're falling short. Let me tell you what you're doing wrong here, son. What you're doing wrong here, daughter. Not to punish you, but to, to I, want, I want blessings for you. So I got to remove this from your life. So I believe that these times of fasting, even as we come to worship, even on a Sunday morning or, or a Wednesday night, amen, it's a threshing time. You know, that, that's, that's part of the reason why I moved to the front from worshiping. I used to worship right here, and I used to get distracted, amen, and say, God, I'm not getting my worship on. I'm a worshiper, God. I want to get in a place of threshing with you. And so I put myself here to just get away from all this, amen, and say, God, this is for me and you. This is my time with you. God, I want to be on the threshing. I I want you to move inside my life. I want you to remove the the shaft within my life, Lord. I I want you to just restore unto me and let let your worship just bring healing into my life. It's a time, I believe, that God wants to separate the wheat from the shaft in our lives, amen. Uh, When we step into worship, uh, when we step into fasting, uh, we are stepping on God's threshing floor where he deals with those things that need to be whittled out of our lives. Worship, church, listen, is the bride and the bridegroom coming together. To what? To complete each other. See, when you, you're the bride and the bridegroom, when you come together, you feel complete. There's a completion. The two shall become one. You become complete. And so when we worship, it, it's, you're the bride, and he comes down from heaven and becomes your bridegroom. And you have an intimate time, an encounter there. You ever just got lost with God? I mean, just zone the world out, zone life out, problems off, everything else, and you just get locked in with God and worship. And allow the bridegroom to come and meet you. And you just close your eyes. That's what I do here. I just, it's just me and the bridegroom having intimacy right there. Tell me, you're my number one. I'm his number one. But guess what? You're his number one too. He comes. It's a personal thing. It's a, it's, he, he can have that same encounter with everyone in the room at the same time. That's how awesome God is. I can have my moment, amen. You can have your moment. That's how big God is. And when you can get to a place of, you know what, man, worship. I, want, I can't wait till worship comes. Man, I can't wait to, to meet the bridegroom. I can't wait to have an encounter. I can't wait to get on that threshing floor and, and God starts to move upon my life and 
whittle off those things in my life and start to give me the blessings and gather the harvest and start to show me things, start to show me my future. See, these times, church, that we have set aside on these Wednesdays, these third Wednesdays of each month, amen, is to what? To draw closer. Draw closer to him. They're, they're intended to draw closer to him. They're not intended to be a banner or promo on our, on our Facebook. It's, it's intended for you to draw closer to God. I'm telling you, come on, let's draw closer to God. Let's get on his threshing floor. Let's, let's, let's allow him to just have an encounter with God. Let's not just have another service, amen, four songs, five songs, amen, hear the word, go home. Come on, we, should, we can get so caught up in routine church that we lose the intimacy. Now we just become religious. Might as well go worship a dead statue, amen. No, I'm, I'm here to encounter the living God, amen. I'm here to have an encounter with God, amen. That he's alive and he's a well, amen. That's who I serve. And so these, these, these days, and I know that times we have other things that we do, amen, but this third wish is to be Important for us as a church, man, the third was, I got to fast. There's a purpose. I want to pray throughout the day, man. I want to pray for this. I want to pray for that. I want to pray for the blessings of God. Uh, God, I want to get on your threshing floor. God, search my heart, oh God. See if there's anything inside of me that, that offends you, Lord, and put me on the right path, Lord. Uh, show me where I fall short. Because sometimes we're so blinded in our own lives. People see it, but we don't. Hello. Let's this, 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 this create this time for God to refresh us, for us to draw closer to him, that we can be complete in him, church. God wants us to be complete in him. And we are complete when the bride and the bridegroom meet, church. And we can have a, a great time with the Lord, amen. And he can give you the confidence that even in your dry seasons, you'll feel good. Even if you're walking in the valley of the shadow of death, you won't fear because his rod, his staff is with you. That you can sit in the presence of your enemies because he's there and he has blessed you. See, I have no fear, church. And I don't let little moments take away what God has given me. It doesn't overshadow his goodness. I mean, yeah, we go through some bad days or bad moments, but I don't let it affect me. It doesn't change my conduct. It you know, I'm not going to come to church and, hi, Pastor, what do you want? I'm going to put my Jesus on and keep going up there because he's good. Can somebody say amen? Come on, give the Lord some praise, amen. Come on, let's all stand up. Hallelujah. God wants to remove the shaft, amen. Hallelujah. I pray that our intentions are to come to 